You are listening to the She Speaks podcast. The She Speaks podcast is here to normalize our experiences in life and business by sharing our stories of rising from the proverbial ashes of our real life trials and tribulations. When we share our experiences, we give others permission to keep putting one foot in front of the other, remember to breathe, and to never, ever leave the power of our promising futures on the table. Tune in weekly for fresh new content that will inspire you to share your story too. Thank you, everyone. I am so excited to be having our first live interview and open discussion with some of the authors in the GCW Publishing House. We have four incredible people here with us today, and we're going to dive into uh, why these authors chose to share their stories, what the heck made them say, you know what, I want to share this in a super public way with the entire world and anyone that's going to pick up the this book, uh, and maybe some uh, of even the hidden benefits or little surprises that they experienced along the way that maybe they weren't anticipating um, in the production of Becoming a Published Author. So um, I will hand this over to Shannon Miller, our director of publishing, to kick this off. Uh, I'm just super excited to be here with all of you. So take it away, Shannon. Thanks, Sarah. Hi, everybody. I'm Shannon. And we are here with some incredible authors, incredible humans. And I think I'm just going to tell everybody who's on. And then when you answer one of the questions, if you can just say who you are so everybody knows who you are when you're speaking. And we're just gonna jump right into it. Um, so today we have Sarah Glendening, we have Yulia Eskin, we have Jean-Louis Benissique and Ashley Seeley. And they are in both of our books, either Strong and Free Three or She Moves Mountains. So we have a beautiful selection of different authors and perspectives and stories here with us today. And the first thing that I think I would like to ask the authors is what made them, like what compelled you to share your story? Because I was an author in Strong and Free One. And when Sarah first approached me about writing my, sharing my story, I didn't even hesitate. Like it just was, well, yeah, of course, like what an opportunity. But that opportunity for me was to be able to share what I was searching for when I was going through my experience, my, my trauma or my life event. So I couldn't find things out there that I could relate to. I couldn't find someone else who had survived. I needed, like I needed to have that feeling of other people making it through. And so I thought, well, it's what I wanted. Why not just share with everybody else and in hopes of helping somebody else out there like me who are either 10 steps behind me or even just one step behind me. Mm -hmm. And then after I did that, then, you know, I, I discovered that I actually uh, received things from myself by doing that. Mm -hmm. But that's what compelled me is really just to, because I couldn't find it out there. And that's what I was looking for. So Sarah, do you want to share what um, made, compelled you to join us? Sure. So I'm Sarah. I'm in Strong and Free 3. And I felt different for many, many, many years in my story and um, in the judgments that came down from others in terms of what I was capable of. 
And for so long, I have wanted to share my story and I didn't know how I was going to do that. And when I came across um, this opportunity, it was a no brainer for me to share my story in this way, because I've learned before this through work I've done on myself, but also through writing this chapter that there's no such thing as different. And we're all in this together through our stories. And if you can share, the more you share of yourself, the less alone we all feel. And it's been an incredible opportunity. Oh, love that. Absolutely. It's funny the things that just you you can get out of it without even realizing that's going to come from the opportunity. There were so many gifts in this journey. Oh, like so, so many. So glad. Thanks, Sarah. Yulia, do you want to let us know what compelled you to share your incredible story? Yes. Hi, everyone. So I'm Yulia. I'm currently a career coach for software engineers who work in tech. And I've been really thinking about this question for a long time as I saw the opportunity and saw all the books being written um, in this publishing house. And for me, it was a realization that I grew up around people who are children of immigrants like me, um, first in Israel, then in Canada. And it's such an interesting thing because it's not an experience that I see shared a lot. And yet both Canada and the US are the countries of immigrants essentially. And I think there's so much to share there in terms of representation, in terms of trying to navigate multiple cultural systems, multiple value systems. And for me, since I was going through a career transition in the last year, I also saw the parallels of being an immigrant into another country to kind of, so to speak, transitioning from one work culture, one career to another, and saw a lot of those parallels that I really wanted to take the time to put that on paper so I can look back at it many years later and see the identity shift that's happening to me right now. That's beautiful. And I agree with you that you don't see stories out there of immigrants. At least I, I haven't experienced that. So when you did apply, I was very excited. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, too, to, uh, to learn more about it from a personal mm-hmm. perspective as opposed to from textbooks and certain things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was incredible to read your story and I appreciate it. Thank that. you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the numbers in Canada, but last year I researched that 90 million people in the U.S. are immigrants, and it's a third of the population here. And it's really striking that there's not a lot of representation of such a large group mm-hmm. in media and movies and everywhere, right? Right. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Hello, Buju, Zhangwei, Benise, Kwe, and Shikaz, Makwado Dem, Benjiti, Wabek, Zaging, Anishinaabek, Nidonjaba. What I just said was, I am Zhangwei, Benise, Kwe, which means sounding Thunderbird woman. I'm from Rocky Bay First Nation, and I'm from the Bear Clan. I'm a two-spirit Anishinaabe storyteller, and uh, I'm really excited to be a part of um, She Moves Mountains, and my chapter is called Spirit Adventurer, which is one of my other spirit names, um, and it's a reclamation of me as a storyteller, and in my culture, storyteller uh, storytelling is so integral to healing and to teaching and to building community, and um, it really builds off, uh, you know, what we were just talking about in the media and really negative uh, representation of Indigenous people, and so I felt it was really important to share my voice and my story to show people a different narrative, but also to kind of, you know, 
leave a little piece of my own story. So, you know, a friend of mine told me, I was thinking about this, like long after you're gone, that chapter is somewhere, you know, and, and someone's going to pick that up. And it's just like a piece of your own legacy in time. And I think that's just really beautiful because there's so many of us and our own families and cultures that haven't had that piece of legacy there. So I just am really grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I totally agree. And I, we speak a lot of, about the ripple effect of these books as well. And part of that is for generations to come. Like you don't know who's going to read your story in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And the experiences that we all have are experiences that people will continue to have, sadly, <laughs> for some of us. But it's true. And to be able to share that and know that your story could be touching people long after you're gone, I think is an incredible thing to realize. So thanks, Zomi. Um, Ashley. Hi, so I'm Ashley, and I wrote in She and Strong and Free, Volume 3. Um, my chapter was called I Was Always Enough, um, which has kind of been my journey all along. I wanted to share because when I didn't know I was enough, um, I believed that I was alone, that the days were very dark and lonely, and that I was the only person in the world that was struggling, and that is not the case at all. So it's really important for me to be open and I wanted to also stand on my story. I didn't want it to own me, I wanted to own it. So it's very, very important for me to share that with the world. So thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I don't even really have anything to add to that because it's all true. And I think there's a common thread here that we're all saying too, is that we just didn't want anybody else to feel alone. Even at times when we have ourselves, we know now that it's just a matter of sharing what we've experienced and reaching out to those people in whatever way we can. And this is just, to me, this is just another way to be able to reach out to people. And what a beautiful way to be able to reach people you don't even know because when you're in a collaborative book, you're reaching other people's communities as well. So I just love that, just love that. Amazing. These are awesome responses, everyone. And um, it also speaks to just the integrity of what you're all here to do um, and, and the courage that you all have to share your stories because uh, as you all know, it is a vulnerable experience and process to go through. And whether you were anticipating that or not, when you came in to be an author, maybe you came in thinking, oh, you know, it's only a few thousand words, this shouldn't be that difficult. And all of a sudden, you just get bang. And you're like, wow, I'm being confronted with all of these things. And all of these things are, are coming back up for me. Or, um, you know, you really start to ground yourself a lot deeper in uh, who your story is really for, which is uh, what I would love to know from you as you're writing your story, you, you just shared what compelled you to do it. There's something in you that just felt deeply, deeply uh, pulled to share this part of your journey. Um, I would love to know who your stories are for. So when you were writing your story and you could kind of picture um, the people that are, are going to hold your book in their hand and flip through the pages of your chapter. Um, can you envision who that person is? And, and I'll kind of share my own experience. I'm also an author in She Moves Mountains. And uh, as I was writing my story, Shannon was kind of my coach as I was going through it. And uh, I said to Shannon that I'm, I'm, 
feeling uh, a lot of the physiological constrictions that I felt when I was experiencing this part of the journey that I shared in my life. Uh, and it was very emotional uh, and, and unexpected emotions were coming back up to the surface that I had done a ton of healing and, and therapy work around. And all of a sudden it came rushing back as I started to uh, process this part of my life again. And it just made me feel that much more compelled to share as opposed to afraid to share because I remembered how I felt when I was going through this experience in my life and how much it would have meant to me to know that, uh, just like Ashley said, I wasn't alone in what I was experiencing. I wasn't as ostracized as I thought I was. Um, I wasn't as um, gross or disgusting as I had been made to feel. Um, And it made me realize that the people who need to hear my chapter Um, are young girls who are going through that really, really impressionable phase of their teenage years and in the process of becoming who they are and understanding who they are in such a messy period of teenage and high school stuff that's so difficult for so many of us. Um, Just having, having comfort knowing that they're Uh, are other people who also had difficulty navigating that part of their life, Um, but that it's okay, it gets better, and you become more rooted in who you are and stronger um, at defending who you are as opposed to being impressionable and spongy and taking on everyone else's projection of you, right? So I would love to know, um, Sarah, I'll start with you again. Who is that person that you you could think, okay, if this was the one person that could pick up this story, who would it be? And you would just rest so easy knowing that your story made it, made its way to their hands. Who would that person be for you? Yeah. So it's the person that's been told, um, or allowed other people to define them, I guess would be more accurate to know that what other people feel and think they're quote unquote capable of doesn't have to be true Mm. that the only person that gets to decide that for them is themselves um, at the end of the day and at the same time anything they're carrying with them in terms of resentment or anger or bitterness towards those people that forgiveness is the biggest healer of all and if you can find that um, for other people but also for yourself it's you're free. Mm, wow. Anyone that hear those messages because for so long I was so angry and I didn't know I was angry. I just thought this is how my life was supposed to be. And it's one of the gifts that came from this chapter was, was finding forgiveness for myself and for other people in my life. And if anyone can find that and, and be inspired to, to start that work from my chapter, then my work is done. Wow. That's beautiful and so powerful. And um, I'm sure that there is a lot more people than you realize that are going to benefit from reading your story, uh, even just in the in the work that I do with with helping people start their businesses. There is so much of that work that people are unpacking of what they were told um, they were supposed to do with their life or what they were told uh, that they would quote unquote, amount to. So here's the ceiling that I believe you're capable of reaching. And I don't think you can go beyond that because I don't think you're capable. And those stories stick to us like glue. 
like glue. They become your identity. Like, oh, I was told that I can only do this. And therefore, this is why I'm only doing this, as opposed to allowing themselves the gift of self-discovery and permission to, if that's what you want to do, go out and do it. There's no one that says you can't, that has that power over you, right? Well, and for so many of us, even when we're like overcoming that ceiling, we're still holding on to this story, which is enough to make you crazy really at the end of the day. Um, So yeah, like it, no one else gets to define you period. Mic drop. Love it, Sarah. Thank you so much. Um, Yulia, if you could, if you could envision that person holding your story, who do you see? Who needs to hear it the most? I think I see people that definitely first immigrants and also people in tech, particularly women in tech, um, because we're all, I think, redefining our identities, battling with our identities, whether it's cultural or career identities. And when you come, I think, from an immigrant culture, like my own Russian Jewish culture, there's such a strong, there's a lot of value around education. There's a lot of value placed on stability and only getting certain career, going on certain career paths. And it's, I really want the person reading it to know that the process of discovery, whether it's personal or professional, um, is allowed. And we live in such a different age too, where people no longer work 50 years at the same place. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I think it's time that we start having stories about people that go through multiple careers and go through many transitions in life. Um, So I think it's really for people that are transitioning or thinking about transitioning so powerful and and so relatable too uh especially with women because i find that women uh particularly have a difficult time explaining who they are without uh their role in the family or what they do for a living uh so most commonly say i am a mother or i am a uh, i am a nurse Uh, Those are things that we do, but that doesn't need to be our identity. And what I love about your story is, is the, the, the thread of identity through um, every single one of the experiences that you share and kind of the crossroads that you continue to find yourself at of having to make these decisions that um, I would imagine uh, you want those decisions to be easier for people moving forward without having to uh, feel like you have to consider so many different things uh, and unpack so many stories about yourself and uh, do so much self-discovery work on who's who's underneath the courageous mm-hmm. woman in tech that has moved uh, and immigrated uh, two, three, four times in her lifespan who, who is Yulia and what is she excellent at and what does she want to do and what's important to her? Um, your mm-hmm. story really gives people the gift of just going out and doing just that. Yeah. And I think the crux of it is that um, in searching for belonging, which I think all of us do, in my story, I think it it became a limiting thing for me, right? It's like wanting to belong to the group so much that having a hard time imagining paths that take you out of the group in a way. And how do you find a place for yourself when you are transitioning? (laughs) That's such a huge point because so much of what we do is driven by our basic human want of being accepted somewhere. 
And without us understanding the actions that we're taking part in that are being driven by the need or want for acceptance uh, outside of the need or want for what we actually want, um, those two things can pull us in two radically different directions in our life if we're not aware of that happening. So uh, again, big, big congratulations to you for being able to navigate that, especially being in uh, such a uh, male dominated um, industries such as tech and all of mm-hmm. the intricacies that come with such a modernized type of, of business and way of, of conducting work. Um, so many, so many messages, uh, your story packs, Julia. So thank you for, mm-hmm. for sharing it. Uh, Zhang Wei. Yeah. Thanks everyone. And I, I feel like, um, there's very common threads that, uh, that we're all kind of, you know, weaving together, which is very, so important why we're sharing our stories. Um, but my story, I think also would be for anyone that's sort of like, you know, been through a lot of transitions and like thinking about like that quote, like not all who wander are lost and knowing that like going through different transitions is a way of it, uh, being on an adventure and learning different things and learning different skills and, and different things along the way. And it doesn't mean that like, you're, well, maybe you are weird. I don't mind being weird, <laughs> but, uh, but it's like, it doesn't mean you have to follow the same path as everyone else. And it's yeah. about re- rediscovering your own path and what that looks like. And, and that's not an easy path sometimes because you have to unpack all of the things we've been talking about and the expectations of others and things. So it's just really great. So I think, I, I mean, all of our stories are really important to share and, I just hope anyone would want to pick it up and read it. And, and, um, but particularly I would like to also, you know, have other indigenous people like look at that and go, you know what, I, I can do that too. I could try that. Why not? You know? And um, yeah. yeah, just give some renewed hope to people and everyone, right. Success versus fulfillment and following your heart. So thank you. Wow. A renewed sense of hope. First of all, I want to touch on that. Um, the work that you're doing is, is so, so big Zhang Wei. Um, and so, so needed, especially uh, today. And, and you just really nailed it when you say the there's a difference between success and fulfillment. And it is also my hope that that becomes more of a normalized conversation to have, especially in our younger years, um, because there's so much push and pressure on success, 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 and making your parents proud and making your professors proud and doing the thing that everyone else thinks you're good at and having all the career accolades. Um, But we're still not, I don't think, anywhere near where we need to be. Um, to have the courage to lead our life based on what fuels us and and what fulfills us and what makes us happy, what brings us joy, what brings us that personal level of of satisfaction. Um, And that's what you do. You're, you're just, you're, you're blazing that trail for so many people to come behind you um, and just have it be a little bit easier for them to start kind of coloring outside those lines and saying, Hey, (laughs) Uh, just because I was told that this is what I was supposed to do with my life doesn't mean that that's what I have to do. And if I think I can do this and make a living doing that, um, then gosh, dang it, I'm going to give myself more credit and, and believe that I can I can do just that. Yeah, thank you. And also giving ourselves permission to change our minds, right? Yes. And that, that we can like, we can do something and go, I don't want to do that anymore, or that's not aligned with me anymore. And that we can keep moving and transitioning. So that's what we're supposed to do, right? Grow and change and learn. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
Perfect. And, and Yulia touched on that too. We're, we're kind of moving past that era of, of being in that same line of work, or at least having the expectation put on us so strongly that in order to be taken seriously as a professional person, you have to have decades of experience in, in one organization or, or in one line of work, as opposed to, wow, like, look at how versatile this person is and look at how uh, much experience and look how multi-passionate this person that is and, and the gifts that they've given themselves to kind of go into different paths and just try things out. And yeah, if, it, if you don't like it, then it's okay to change your mind and do something else. Like what a juicy gift that is. And it's available to all of us. We just have to have the courage to actually do it. Right. Thank you, Zhang Wei. Um, Ashley. Yeah, so my story is actually for the mom on her kitchen floor, the one that is um, striving for the idea of perfectionism and also control, because as a mom, that's what we think is going to get us through most of the time. Um, the mom who's tired of living in blame, shame, and guilt, and the mom who's ready to just take that, that needs a little bit of a push. So that's who it's for. Ashley, I, I have a follow-up question for you because the, that, again, just like all of your stories, but there's so many that need to hear the message that you have. I, I'm not a mother myself, uh, at least not to human children. And um, I, I can only see things from an outside perspective of just my own observations of, of mothers and all that you do and, and the, the juggling of your career and your relationships and your children and their needs and their activities and um, hoping to God you're doing it right and really not having any type of guidebook behind you. That's my observation <laughs> of watching you. And it's, it's I watch on in awe um, of all mothers navigating that journey. Um, why do you think that it is still so difficult for mothers in particular to share the reality of motherhood that maybe you don't have it so well put together. Maybe you aren't as perfect as everyone thinks you are. Um, why do you think that's still so difficult for mothers to, to talk about and just openly share? If I'm sharing from my own personal experience, um, it's judgment. We judge ourselves harder then we judge anybody else, but it's much easier to deflect our judgment and our thoughts onto others. So mm -hmm. instead of looking at me and seeing that I needed to make the changes, it's easy to look at other moms and wonder if they're doing it right. So I can't speak for other people, but I can say that that was a lot of my struggle. Wow. I see. I see Shannon and Zhang Wei are going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Um, thank you for that transparency. Um, that makes sense, right? We are our own biggest critics in just about every area of our lives. And yeah, I guess, I guess you're right in, in your, your own experience, obviously, and saying it was kind of easier for me to maybe step into judgment of other moms and, and believe that I was perfect as opposed to maybe just having a conversation with myself that it's okay that you don't have it all together uh, and you're doing the best that you can. So imagine, imagine if all mothers just came together uh, in that type of shared community uh, with just acceptance and grace of one another uh, and support. Like that mom over there needs a little bit of help today. Let's go help her instead of let's, let's judge her for her not so perfect Instagram photo that she just posted, right? Still so much work to do in that area too. So thank you for, for being a voice um, in that arena. Um. 
I also want, I'm also curious, we've just got a couple minutes left here. So we'll just do another quick um, uh, round table. I am curious about, uh, and some of you kind of touched on this already, but I'm curious to know, was there something that surprised you as you were going through your writing process, whether it was something that you learned about yourself or was it something that um, all of a sudden you were shocked by the reception uh, of people supporting you and sharing your story? Were you shocked by an opportunity that all of a sudden landed in your lap? Were you uh, surprised by uh, kind of a realization about your own professional trajectory? Like it could be anything uh, or maybe nothing. Maybe it just simply hasn't happened for you yet. Um, is there something and any, if you just want to do show of hands here, just, uh, if you want to jump in and share something that's standing out to you in particular, um, that you weren't necessarily thinking about when you're like, I'm just going to become a published author. I'm going to write a story and then I'm going to be a published author. And there's really nothing in between. Um, Yulia, go ahead. I guess it's not a super uh, happy thing to share, but as I was writing my story and, uh, you know, for especially for the footnotes, researching some of the historic events that shaped my life, uh, the story of kind of, you know, Jewish people uh, for centuries around the world. It really made me realize how little I know, <laughs> in a sense, and how much I have the lived experience of being part of a community, but how much I don't necessarily know the history wow that really affected my life, my family for centuries. Um, and especially as I was discussing like what success means to me from a professional perspective, I kind of, it really hit me how much generational trauma, cultural trauma shapes that for me, no, that notion. And that's something that I really kind of was surprised by that wave of realization and emotion that the story of success for me is so is so wrapped up with also like the painful experiences of my culture. Yeah. And and truthfully, um, as a third generation um, Canadian citizen here, your your story was so enlightening for me to read it and also share that experience of wow, there's so much that I don't understand about um, the things that shape people's experiences. Uh, and I, I remember a, a part in your story in particular where all of a sudden you, you found yourself weeping in this particular space because all of a sudden you felt that ancestral collective pain that your people faced mm -hmm. for so many years and it just hit you out of, you know, in a very unexpected way. So uh, you know, you, you, you preface by saying it's, it's not necessarily a happy thing. I think it's a really beautiful thing because um, it, it's given you the opportunity to reconnect to your history and, and to your lineage in ways that uh, may not have otherwise been made so obvious or at least that quickly. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's an opportunity that's been placed in front of you to to reconnect to your roots in so many ways that I would imagine have been very washed out um, by moving into the Americas. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I think I think in general, I see that as people grow older, they want to discover more about their roots, their ancestry to understand how every the history shaped them. And that's the process that has been happening to me through writing the book. Amazing. Thank you for sharing, Yulia. Uh, anyone else? Ashley? 
Um, I had done a lot of work um, about what I wanted to share, but I didn't expect the roller coaster that came along with actually putting it down, the ups and downs. And I actually didn't expect myself to go down the route of perfectionism and who I wrote for because I've done so much work on that. But when I started to write and I started to think about what I wanted to share, I thought about what Shannon would want me to write as an example, or what mm -hmm. my lead author would want me to write, not what I wanted to write. Yes. So through the ups and the downs, I had to take a step back and go, why am I doing this? Yes. I know why. Who is it for? It's not for Shannon. No offense. It's not <laughs> for, it is for the person on the floor and it is for me. So I just didn't expect myself to take that route. Yeah. And that's such a huge and wildly common experience. Um, and this can happen even in the world of, of business, because that's kind of my world too, right? Where uh, we get into this, uh, we need to do it the right way. Uh, it needs to be done this way in order for it to work or in order for it to be powerful or in order for people to care. And it's so easy to lose sight of like, why the heck are you doing this to begin with? Why is it important to you? And who are you creating this for? Um, so having that experience, um, and for the listeners, this is a gift for anyone that is in the writing process or thinking about uh, writing to, to always have something to root yourself back into the purpose for creating what you're creating, because uh, that's where the magic comes from. That's where the alignment, all of a sudden, I'm sure that once you reconnected to that, Ashley, the words flowed a lot easier for you too. Um, and, and when we think about uh, other books that we read that we find may be difficult to get through like the, it's just like oh, I'm going to give it another page and see if I can get it to stick I often find uh, or at least this is my belief that those stories are the ones that are trying to sound a certain way or be a certain way or be written in order to be accepted by a group of people as opposed to being written from the heart space. Because when you write from the heart space, true emotions are translating into those words. And when the emotions translate into the words, the reader then absorbs those emotions. And it's through the emotion that we connect. That's just how humans interact. That's how we relate to one another. Um, because I haven't been through a separation, but I can relate to your story um, through the emotions that you portrayed. Because there have been times in my life where I have found myself unable to get up off the floor for entirely different reasons. But that emotional connection is how we bond. So if we're robbing ourselves of that experience, um, of trying to just, oh, I'll do it for this person because then they're going to give me the thumbs up and I'm going to pass my, my writing test, right? Or whatever story we're telling ourselves. Um, we lose that opportunity to really connect to who your story is actually for. Um, and you mentioned it's also for you. And that's a super important point to make too. I also wanted to just point out one thing with Ashley too. Um, I think that there was also an element of you, even when you were just writing a blog for the publishing house, that had you completely shocked by how many people resonated with what you said. Do you remember that night when all of a sudden you went viral on our website? And I think your words were, I'm going to go hide under a rock or something like that, because all of a sudden your blog had been shared, I don't know, hundreds of times, um, viewed by thousands of people, uh, hit the number one rank, top five rank, held it for weeks on end. 
Um, what was going through your mind when you realized like, oh my God, like people are actually resonating with my experience? It was shock and fear. I wanted to hide. Um, but at the same time, it was like, you know, in your head, you always go, am I making the right call? Does anybody care? Do they need to hear what I have to say? And that was like in my face. People care. People want to know what you have to say. You have to keep going, Ashley. So the blog, I'll be honest, is why I wrote. Wow. That was that kind of little bit of evidence that you needed to see that people actually really resonated with what you needed to say. I love that. That was an awesome experience. I know that I know that that was a very fearful time for you. Um, but we were just floored on our end as we were watching you just consistently climb in the blog viewership there. We, we knew that there was something there that people were really connecting with. And I'll be um, honest and tell you that I didn't know what it meant to trend. And I had to Google it when you told me I was trending. <laughs> Oh, I love the innocence of that. That's so amazing. Yeah, you were trending for a very long time, actually. <laughs> That's awesome, Ashley. Uh, Shannon, you had your hand up. Did you want to say something? Well, we kind of went off the topic a bit, but I just wanted to go go back a little bit and just say also when when you do come in and you have that decision of what you want to write about, quite often it doesn't end up being what you actually write about because in the process of the writing, you're peeling back layers and you discover what your true story actually is. And that's really a really cool thing to watch from our perspective is just to see the progression of the story and the different layers. So love that. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with that more, Shannon. It's very, it's very awesome on our end. Uh, because every single author has such, I mean, we have, we have framework for y'all, right? We got modules, we got training things or resources. And in like a perfect world, everyone would just flow through it the exact same way, right? That's not how it works. We know that, but it's so interesting. Um, and, and honestly amazing on our end to watch from one author to the next, what that process actually looks like for them. Um, and the amount of people that do what Shannon just exactly said, uh, which is, Oh, okay. There's something else channeling through me right now that clearly wants to make its way to the pages, which is entirely not what I was expecting. And that was my experience too. And, and she moves mountains. It is the furthest thing from what I had anticipated writing about. All of a sudden, this just, it's like it was in my throat, like right here. And it was an inner knowing that it's time to talk about this. Uh, and that's the story that I shared. Um, so it's amazing, um, to know that, you know, organically what that process looks like, no matter, you know, what, what tools and resources we provide for the, for the writing experience itself, uh, what that emotional, uh, and just truthful, um, and transparent process looks like for each author. It's just awesome. Just awesome. Um, Sarah or Zhangwei, anything that surprised you, uh, or that kind of popped up for you in, in your journey that you want to share and no pressure, if not, um, yeah, go ahead, Sarah. Um, so that was very much my experience. What I submitted in my application to be a, an author in this book and what actually transpired and is my chapter is very different things. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing was through this writing chapter was truly how unworthy I still felt. I I overcame so many things. I've I've done all these wonderful things in my life, but at the end of the day, I, I didn't know until I started writing this chapter and truly how unworthy I felt. 
Wow. And that opened the floodgates to, okay, here we go again on personal discovery phase 97 or whatever level we're at now, right? Well, and like Ashley, I'd spent so, like I've spent the last year doing all of this self-work and and digging deeper in me and which led to the chapter and it's every, new stuff comes up every day and this just opened up so much more. Amazing, right? Um, I the way that I I kind of describe that the arena of personal development is just one mountain after the next, right? We uh, we get to a certain level of, of awareness, and I remember I was working with a life coach a couple of years ago, and I said to her, I said, I finally figured myself out, and she laughed at me. She's like, No, you haven't. <laughs> She's like, You figured yourself out to this point, right? And then a new experience comes along and acts as our teacher or acts as a mirror to us. Um, or there is a person that's placed in our path that all of a sudden challenges challenges us in ways that we've never been challenged before <laughs> and open those doors again to, okay, all right. I guess there's other areas of, of me that are not yet healed or don't feel particularly whole. Um, and that begins the the next level of understanding ourselves and who we are, which is quite literally a never-ending journey. Um, so understanding that, um, that it's it's not the way that I once thought it was. We're like, I'm done. I figured myself out. That's so cute. Yeah. It's every single year, there's something else that comes up that requires our, our next level of work and understanding, right? Thank you for that transparency, Sarah. Uh, Zhangwei, anything to add? Yeah, and I think I'll just echo kind of what everyone's been saying, but uh, how therapeutic it was to write it. And I know kind of the theme of my chapter is like writing the wrongs. And so when sharing those kind of parts of us that we don't want to share, that we're uncomfortable to share, um, I think then, you know, shares like those are the things that I resonate with when I read other people's work. And when I hear other people's stories is when they share those things that are kind of secret or like things that we don't talk about or taboo, quote unquote. Um, yes, I think, you know, I felt it very therapeutic to write it. And sometimes it's like cringy when I'm like, oh my goodness, it's going to go out there and everyone's going to read it. But then the people like, that's my, my shadow stuff, right? That's the stuff that I'm uncomfortable with because I was told you don't tell those things, right? That's that inner stuff. So as we share these stories with each other um, and ourselves, again, it goes with that judgment. We can not judge each other so much and not judge ourselves so much, hopefully, and just work on that love and compassion for each other. So just want to thank everyone for sharing because it's really so important. Like our voices are so important our stories are medicine and it's just so important we share beautifully said and beautiful way to wrap up this uh really incredible conversation um i'm, I'm just going to go quickly around the table here uh, and just ask you where where is the best place for people to connect with you we might have a website or uh, you hang out on instagram or tiktok or facebook where's the best place uh for people to find you yuli i'll start with you yeah, the best place to find me is uh, com and Yulia, that, Yulia underscore Eskin on Instagram. And just to add one more thing that really kind of resonated with me with what has just been said is since our book is about kind of career and business and entrepreneurship, bringing more of our whole selves to our professions and our careers and being more transparent as people has been kind of the message wow. that I learned in my career. And um, the, I think it's this beautiful journey of like what we go through our career is so intimately related to what we go through as people in our personal growth. 
could so not agree more with what you just said. Uh, we're, we're, everything we do is interwoven through us as a human being, right? So uh, it, it, you hit the nail on the head there, Yulia. I think we struggle with that in, in our professional lives of this is who I am between the hours of nine to five, Monday to Friday. And then I go back to being this version of myself outside those working hours, as opposed mm-hmm. to allowing ourselves to just be whether we are working or whether we are at home, whether with our spouse, whether with our children, as opposed to like, okay, mask on, we're going over here. All right, this one off, mask on over here. This is my identity for this job, this role. Um, Mm -hmm. Beautiful point. Thank you for bringing that into this conversation. Thank you. Uh, Zhang Wei, where can people connect with you? Yeah, you can check out my website, which is zhangweibenisekwe.com or on like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at zhangweibenisekwe. Thank you. Amazing. And Sarah. So you can find me on Instagram at Sarah G Hope. Awesome. And Ashley. Um, most of my contact information is on my blog. Uh, she is found.net is the name of it. Um, but I also do a lot of hanging out on social media, Facebook, Instagram. That's where I share a lot of my stories. So I can just be found as Ashley Seely on there. Thank you. Amazing. And we'll link up all of your contacts in the show notes as well so that uh, our listeners can just easily click and come and find you. Uh, but thank you to each and every one of you for uh, showing up today and having this conversation. Uh, we're in admiration of you all and for all of the stories that you so graciously shared in each of these books. Um, what you're doing is a gift to many and we're just so excited uh, Shannon and I were actually just talking about the printing process today, actually, before we jumped on this call. And we're just so excited um, for you to actually experience holding, holding, physically holding the story in your hands. It's not just this kind of this Wi-Fi thing that's hanging out in, in the interweb somewhere. You're actually going to be able to hold this in your hands. Um, and we're just so excited for you to experience that full process. So thank you, everyone. Um, so for the listeners, we will wrap up this show. So if you want to connect with any of these incredible ladies, uh, please head to the show notes of this section and uh, click on their websites, head to their Instagram, Facebook profiles and say hello, especially if there was something that resonated with you specifically about, uh, a piece of their story or journey that they shared. Uh, we would love it if you reached out and let them know. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the She Speaks podcast. If you like this episode, please be sure to send us a five-star rating and review on iTunes to help us reach more listeners. For more information on our publishing services, please visit us at www.gcwpublishing.com.